dollars, the enlightened ones We bring facts, we coming from a unique perspective that's black We talk about everything from sports to the news The hottest new music or the social issues They call us the enlightened ones We think different They call us the enlightened ones We think people They call us the enlightened ones We think different They call us the enlightened ones We think people Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another beautiful week of the Enlightened Ones podcast. As always, you got your boy Deuce in the building. Got my man Don with you. What's happening with you, baby? That's good, bro. What's happening? What's happening? We got our man, the one and only Trev back in the building. What's happening with your boy? <laughs> what up, yes, though? What up? Hey, and we got a special guest host with us today, the little brother. Shout out my man Wiggs. What's happening? Young Wiggalino, you know what I'm saying? Back on the scene. Yes, Lord. Big old piece of pressure. (laughs) Big general in the building, boy. (laughs) Yes, Lord. (laughs) Wendy Williams boots, boy. Big stepper. What's happening with you, man? How y'all doing, man? Man, good. Living life, man. You already know how it goes, man. Good to see my brothers, man. Yeah, Good to see my brothers, man. But now, nah, man, let's let's jump into this, dog. Uh, it's it just so y'all know, man. This is this is the season finale. You know what I'm saying? That's why we got my man Wigs in the building. We're gonna make Very sure big. y'all got a nice good we'll make the appearance back today, on us, man. man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We doing what we do, but let's jump in. Gotta have the ones that started it with. Oh yeah, on. let's go, let's go. But let's do these it's mental more. health check ins, man. Who wants to jump into it, man? Man, I'm jumping in, boy. 8.9. No floaties. He came through with the 8.9? 8.9, man. It's always good. You know, Wigalito going to look on the positive side. My glass always half full. You dig what I'm saying? So hey, I'm I ain't mad pushing. at it one bit. I ain't mad at it one man. bit. Uh, let's see. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to go with, I'm going to say a 7.3, man. Uh, Probably be a little bit higher. It was a nice, chill day, but I've been tired. I probably slept. A total of like seven hours the whole weekend out of town doing a bunch of bullshit. So I'm drained, but my brothers brought my energy back up because I was a little bit lower earlier. But seeing y'all got me over that hump. So I'm at a 7-3, man. Where y'all at? Oh, uh, uh, go ahead, short. Go, go ahead, ahead. Uh, I'm at, I'm probably about to say I'm about about a seven and a half this week. Ooh. Uh yeah, it's ain't too bad, man. Week was good. Had a good ass weekend. Work was straight today. So man, I'm about a seven and a half. Not mad at it. Not mad at it. Short dog, where you at, boy? Oh, I'd say probably about a. Uh, I give myself about a six point eight. Oh, um, you know, it's super mad early in the week. Obviously, it's Monday. Um, mm-hmm. similar to you, Dutch, I had a very eventful weekend we had you know basketball games like an hour and a half away and the time change and everything it was just like a lot going on um but you know i got my feet back under me i feel them coming back so i'm looking forward to you know getting into the rest of the week for sure he's back yes sound like like c wild the senior video when he's at the uk said Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady, what you talking about, yeah. man? Uh, uh, now that I'm back as Brady, I forgot, oh, man. Yeah. I forgot, man. But you know what? You know, Cam no more. 
Ooh, yeah, he done switched yeah. up. I ain't hurricane. Nah, 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 no nah, more. Nah, that's still my guy. Nah, Nah, man, y'all ain't lying though. That that hour time difference kicked my ass, dog. Yeah. Mark kicked me, boy. Mark it's drilling me still. It's crazy how one hour would do you in like that too. That shit don't even make sense. Nah, it's rough. Bro. At one hour, at one hour is right. That's that's your bro. that's your shit bomb. You know what I'm saying? Before you go to work and all that, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you don't plan it out. I know niggas that go to sleep an hour early so they can get back on that, make sure they smooth. Yeah. I don't plan that shit out like that. Nah, nah, I don't either. Uh, but yeah, it was a long weekend, so it didn't even matter. It was 2 a.m. I'm still doing some shit. Next thing I know, I look over at the clock. It's 3 a.m. I said, damn. <laughs> I'm like, Man. shit. Next thing I know, I'm four. Got to get up at eight. I'm like, damn, bro. It was a, it was a long weekend, man. Ah, but nah, let's go ahead and jump some topics, man. Uh, let's see what we got today. Ooh, we're going to start off with my man. Like I said, like we always say, man, we always end up talking about Yeezy in some some way. It's been the year of Yeezy 2022. So <laughs> it looks like him and AB are seriously trying to make a push to buy the Broncos out, man. How y'all feel? Y'all like it? You like it? Um, uh, if it's just them two... I gotta see okay. who else is involved in the in the deal because it's just those two, bro. I don't know how they're gonna do the Broncos. That's gonna be a show. I but mean, if they got some other people into it. It might not be bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm just on my I'm on my Yeezy season, man. Fuck it, nigganometry. Let them buy it. Yeah, <laughs> it's man. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, that's where I'm at with it. Just letting you know us infiltrate that that uh, ownership, that industry. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Whether or not it was a big percentage or not, you know, Jay Z was able to, you know, make his little name and you know the you know purchasing of the Nets, um, and like you said, Donovan, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of people involved. That's a, mm-hmm. you know a, a big deal that one or two people can't shoulder. So I mean, I, I like the idea of uh, of uh, you know them being a part of it if it's possible. Yeah, my thing is when I first heard about, it, I'm like, AB pockets ain't deep like that he's not on yay right. deep pocket level but then i kind of got mixed feelings because of course you know it's a league that's what like 70 some percent black mm-hmm. so we need an owner right. it only i mean it yeah. just makes sense you got to have an owner somewhere at least one so i wouldn't mind having it but then i think about yeezy right now and his mental state and ab's mental state <laughs> I just, man, you know, I respect the game of football. I don't need the extra theatrics that might come with it if somebody like Yeezy were to get a team, man. It's not going to be it, – it, it could potentially fuck up a lot of stuff at the end. And I hate yeah, it. I, um, I feel you. Yeah, well, I want somebody you on this in though. there. What's I up? Think, I'm talking about the, uh, the theatric shit. The Cowboys, bro. We <laughs> can't get more yeah, theatrics I mean, that. Essentially, that's what – I mean, it's all entertainment at the end of the day, right? Yeah, it's, it's and then, and, and that's the the thing about Kanye when you talk about entertainment, gonna, you just never he's gonna know. entertain you, boy. You don't know yeah, it's gonna. Kanye is liable to stop the game, come out on the middle of the field, and say yeah, some crazy no. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this you is my know. team. Y'all don't like it. Y'all can walk up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But he does when he do something. I mean, he's I don't in, know he does how his basketball league is doing, but he's got a couple of things that he can like present as a 
you know, school, right? Like a form of collateral type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like you know, mm-hmm. it's Donda School, the stuff he got going on. Um, you know, he can present a he got a hell of a catalog. And you know, when you think about some of the stuff he's done more on the fashion side and on the fashion side, there has been some controversy to it, but you know, the Adidas stuff, he hadn't really gone, you know, too far crazy with that yeah. now that it, you know, so it just kind of mm-hmm. depends on what side of bed he's on or what his intentions is. Yeah, Trev hit on some points because bottom line, being capable to do it, yeah, he's definitely capable to do it. But like oh, you yeah, said, for sure. the extra theatrics and everything, and I just want to bring this point up. Man, I'm, I'm, I've always been a Ye fan. You know what I'm saying? I'll rock with oh, Ye. Yeah, Shout out to sure. T-Maze. Definitely put me on Ye. Hard, hard, tough, heavy. But, bro, I think that documentary, though, be able to shed some light on some of the, you know what I mean? Maybe help people understand some of the shit blood be doing. You know what I mean? And, oh, that, yeah. and that's yeah, what, sure. that, honestly, that's what made me worried about him because yeah. the the documentary was just art. That shit was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It, you know what I'm saying? It really opens you up to who Ye is. And I never really understood his connection like that with his mom. Like when I seen his Man. mom spitting his shit with him, bar for you got oh, a relationship like, come on. Come on. Let's Imagine go. your mama on, spitting yo, yo tracks with you just bar for bar and not missing nothing. Hey, come on. Come oh, on. my God. That's a relationship right there. So you think that's about when he lost that. it and it just, you know, it's a piece <laughs> of him gone forever, man. That's a, especially him being in a, a single parent home like that, dog. That's a, that's, that's hard, dog. But also, this goes, I ain't trying to cut y'all blood, but it goes, you know what I'm saying, into one of the topics too, blood, man. Donda instilled so much confidence in blood, but mm-hmm. so oh, much confidence, sure. bro. You had no choice but to believe in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your mama believes in you and instilling confidence in you like that. That's who your main critic is. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when you're a kid, you're growing up, you do try to appease to certain crowds, but at the end of the day, you want mama to be happy. That's, period. That's so she behind you and pushing you. That's man, that's all you need. That's all the steam a nigga need. Mm-hmm. 1000%. That's real. That's real. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, see, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like that, realizing how deep that relationship was, yeah. it makes it more un- understandable of why he's at where he's at mentally, because there was such a deep. That's a knife. That's a stab right there, dog. Like that is a yeah. stab that you're not ever gonna get over, and you can tell he clearly mm-hmm. got over it. And, you know, he yeah. addresses it, and you know they address it in the documentary his you know mental issues and his homeboy being worried about some of the stuff he was doing and stuff. And, of course, we know Ye is Ye. I mean, looking back, you can see Ye's been Ye since even before he was big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, that's the that's the thing I kind of took from it, right? So, like, you know, Cootie was talking about how he wanted the documentary to come out at a certain time because following, you know, that year, he felt like that he was now acting. You know, mm-hmm. and he wasn't really Kanye, right? So, mm-hmm. at the core of who Kanye is, I don't. I, I guess it'll be hard to determine if he has changed because you know he's having to put on a lot of different faces. So yeah. you know, the NFL ownership would just be another another face, right? So the oh, owner of the good. NFL, of several yeah. owners in the NFL, right, and they're putting on a face while they're being an owner and then they go home and they're a dad and then they Mm -hmm. go here and they're somewhere else. So it just kind of depends on what he would take on as, as what that face is going to mean and look like, you know, for him, you know, at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. the mom and son relationship was, 
you know, it has to be a transition. I didn't really, you know, realize this to passing of my grandfather, but, you know, there's a transition between a parent and a child. And then when you become an adult, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to somehow put that to bed um, when you're an adult, but at the same time, it all makes it beautiful and loving knowing how you was when you was with them as a child. Yeah. And, you know, and I think now that's what you see. You see the adult person that thinks he can do whatever he wants to do because that's what he was told as a child. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mama instilled that in man. his head. Yeah. Don't let nobody For tell you can't do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never yeah. knock that man's sure. hustle at all. Um, and we don't know what he does. I don't know what he does for his mental health. Cause we all got mental health issues. Um, I mean, it's just clear. Yeah. We all got something that happened in our lives. And now we got some mental health. Normally it always stems from something in childhood. Uh, it could be traumas, <laughs> anything just along the way. Uh, but you got to address them. We don't know if he addresses that or not. Um, sometimes it seems like he clearly ain't, but then oh, it, <laughs> it's yay. You know what I'm saying? And like y'all said, that's, that's it, it's been him since the beginning. His mom, put that in his heart and that's what's got him to be in their status man so mm-hmm. it's worked yeah. for him so it's like yeah. why why change it but you know we always want the best and you know i would love to see it because one it ain't just him running it anyway it'd nah. be a lot of hands in there but right. i think having a lot of hands in like that you got all of these great masterminds and even a b because it's funny that it's him and a b that they keep bringing up about it because they both kind of get the the same image of oh they crazy look at them they nut yeah they're nuts anytime they do something and then you hear them speak because there's been times i'm like oh yeah he's a nut job i'll say about ab he's a nut job and then you hear them speak like do an interview and really talk about you like this man's not a nut job at all (laughs) he's not a nut job at all but you got to realize though fam what's what's america scared of though bro a nigga who's gonna get out of line bro period a, a black man who's gonna get out of line, and that's what exactly what they're gonna do. They're gonna shake shit up. Bro. I mean, you got a good point there. <laughs> a mm-hmm. black a black man that doesn't follow those societal rules yeah, is bro. scary because it's like I can't scary. control him. Nope. They're like I can't control a Yeezy. You're not controlling and, a Yeezy. You're and, not. And at the end of the no. day, <laughs> they 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 putting respect on his name. At the end of the day, regardless of what the media says and how they try to exemplify, you know, what I'm saying his faults and all the shit he does, bruh. They scared of that nigga, man. Mm-hmm. Like, fam, he's so intelligent, bro. They know that his mind is, ca- he's capable of beating them at the mind, period. Oh, yeah. Easy. He's just thinking about shit so differently, dog. He, mm-hmm. Kanye is one of those people that can just like think of every different scenario, yeah. thing like that. He says he's already a step ahead of you by the time you even got to your first thought. He done went through about a, a thousand different scenarios when That's you just why. now get your first thought in. That's why he don't know what 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 comes out. Be just blurting now. That's why I be sounding so lucid. <laughs> yeah. so... <laughs> it just comes. Yeah, ain't no filter. It yeah. just comes. He's like, I gotta get this shit out. But now nah, I would love to see it. Um, I ain't gonna be mad at. It. I ain't mad at it. But next question on that. Going back to AB. Um, you know he's got all his stuff going on here lately. Again, people saying he's crazy because uh, you know his last little game with the the Bucks. Do y'all think AB will be a Hall of Famer? I think so. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely one. See, I'm stuck between I want him to. I think he deserves it. 
yeah. he's been one of the best fire receivers ever. Um, but will they give it to him? That's a different question. I don't think they will. Uh, his antics and stuff, man. They he's got that kind of a bad rep, regardless of what his numbers are. Yeah, I don't think they'll let him in. That's like Chad Johnson. Exactly. He's got the numbers and he's got the hell of a career, minus the championships. But it's just his antics, it's shit he was doing. Touchdown dances and all that stuff. I it it goes back to in. what we said too. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> hey, they don't like you when you don't conform to exactly. the image that they want. I mean, because at the end of the day, what are you paid to do? You're paid to play football. And at the end of the day, you want the, the seats to be filled up. So the antics ain't nothing but entertainment. And sports yep. entertainment is, is intermingled. So at the end of the day, what is the criteria for the Hall of Fame based on? You know what I'm saying? We went to the Hall of Fame. Dutch, you didn't get to go with us, but me, Trev, Donovan, and Bot. We mm-hmm. win, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, I, and there's a lot of, you know what I'm saying, a lot of greats and shit, but what is the criteria? You know what I'm saying? Like you just said, a Chad Johnson and an A.B., stats-wise, but why are we basing these basing them off their antics? Because that's what it seems like is holding them back, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly Should what's be. holding them back. That's exactly yeah. what's holding them back. And they, they, I mean, uh, Chad Johnson tell you, too. That's why I'm not yeah. getting it. And that, but that's the thing, too, because people like, uh, I'm glad you brought Chad Johnson up. They're unapologetic about it. Yeah. That's how you should be. Like, this is me. Yeah. You know, I, I'm one of the reasons why all these people are here. They want to see what I'm going to do. They know I got the skills and they want to yeah. see what I'm going to do. If I'm eating, why can't I talk my shit? You right. know what I mean? It is what it is. But yeah. And if you take that away from them, they're not the player we're talking about right now. They wouldn't even no, they made it to the exactly. point that they made it in their career. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's tough. We wouldn't still be talking about Ocho if he wasn't with the boy for his antics, bro. Come on, bro. And he's dope. And he's dope. But bottom line, what did the Bengals do from 03 to 2022? (laughs) You feel what I'm saying? That's what what I'm that's what he was saying though. Cause like Mm -hmm. if it hadn't been for the antics, brother, Chad Johnson would just been another good nigga in the league. Another come on, period. He's he's already playing for a shitty team, so it wouldn't like we would have really been paying attention. And come on. Yeah. I don't know, man. But um, I think once, just based off skills and what he did in his career, and we talking like his career is over. He still got a career. Not on the team yeah. right now, but somebody's got to pick that man up. Uh, or he could not want to. Uh, but I know in his last interview on Pivot Podcast, you know, he talked he about somebody coming back. He wants to play. I mean, he still got it. Mm-hmm. Ain't like. He knows that he's not that A.B. from the Steelers when he first started. Just like right. ain't nobody that person when they first got into the league years ago, right. you know, take you down a little bit, just aging. Um, but he wants to play. He's still better than a good portion of wide receivers right now, which is why the Bucks even signed him. You know what I'm saying? It's what they signed right. him to begin with. And it is what it is, dog. That's. That's what it is, man. I think, like I said, I think he's got the skill sets, and I'm I'm actually glad he got a ring. Um, and I always told people, I was like, I'd rather AB get a ring than Bell, <laughs> just off the drill. Yeah, I know you. Oh, man, y'all like Bell. I, I got beef with Bell. <laughs> yeah, I got beef. Yeah, I wanted AB to succeed. Bell just left a bad taste in my mouth when he left. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. But yeah, I don't know if they will. I think. Even though he is what he is right now, I mean, he's got time to do whatever. You know, his image might change. You know, people grow and you're not doing the same wild shit you used to do. Like Ocho, even Ocho, he's not all super loud, but he's 
he's still Ocho in a way, but he's matured. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. a it's a microwave society, man. So you know, mm-hmm. people can go from one extreme to the next so quickly, easily. It's yeah. uh, it's it's crazy. I think it's the verdict's still out on on OAB. You know, and really, just like anything, it's always about like those those real deal like personal relationships and how you was with them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Would you? Is he super arrogant in the locker room? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how are you around the ones who really matter? But you know I don't saying, and I, I'm glad you said it because Tom Brady backed his ass up, bro. So, yeah, see what I'm saying? He's so, the like, reason he got there. Yeah, so you got Tom Brady yeah. back him up. So he's obviously not a headache or an issue with the guys, right? That's why yeah. I think that he might so. he might be all right. You know what I'm saying? When it's all said and done, mm-hmm. but like I said, it just depends on how these next few years go when. He's got at the end of the day, he's got the biggest platform now he's ever had. You know what I'm saying? Right. As far as in terms of using his voice. So just kind of see how, how that go. That's gonna really shape it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what yeah, I definitely man. hope he comes back. I seen him <laughs> telling, telling Jerry Jones a call. <laughs> he does say he wanna play with Dak, man. It'd be nice. Y'all got room now. Cooper's man, gone. I would take I would take him too. Yeah, okay. I, I, shit, I take him back in Pittsburgh on the real. <laughs> I, ain't got, I ain't got no beef with the guy. Shit, I take him back. Uh man. But now let's let's switch gears and jump to the NBA. Uh, back to my man Kyrie still making news, um, just oh, for having man. issues with same old thing. It's been all season the COVID, uh, not getting vaccinated. I should say. So no situation though. So so what happened with him, Don? He um So you know with the ordinance in New York, whatever, you can't play home games. Yeah. You can't play at Brooklyn or you can't play uh against the Knicks at home. Mm-hmm. So you know, he you know, just another Nets home game, KD hooping, whatever. Next thing you know, you see Kyrie walk in the game courtside with no mask on and sit down. So <laughs> my man can sit down at the game, no mask, courtside, but he can't play in the game. Yeah, that is nuts. Me, that is nuts as hell. Uh, it makes no like, sense. Uh, well, a lot of the COVID rules don't make sense. And I think people realize they don't make sense. Like in the schools, I hear so much stupid shit with the schools and how they handle mm-hmm. all this COVID shit. It's just dumb. But nobody wants to say, this is dumb. We don't need to do this. or we need to change this. People are scared to speak up and say, hey, this is actually a dumb thing. Because yeah. nobody wants to, oh, he said it was dumb. That means he doesn't agree yeah. with vaccinations and right. all this shit. Like, right. nobody wants that negative publicity. Yeah. Um, so that's why you got, like, this stupid-ass situation where Kyrie can sit in the game and watch it, but he can't play with it. Like, I don't know, COVID, ain't no COVID if you're sitting down watching the game. If you play, you got a higher chance of getting COVID. Yeah, you got like, what? <laughs> and giving it to everybody at that. Yeah, <laughs> come on, dog. It's, uh, at this point, it's just laughable. Um, to me, and then like shit. Right before we started the show, we just talking and popped up. He got fined fifty k. Uh, the team got fined fifty k for him being in the locker room on Sunday. Man, <laughs> like yeah, I mean it's just another case of you know. I don't know, man. It's kind of like it's, it's a yeah that, but it's like the um, it's like a snapshot of of the world, not really the world, but America and government. Mm-hmm. It's easy to make laws, but it's hard to, uh, you know, abolish like them or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Like it's, it's difficult to do it after it's already out there. Um, and then a situation like COVID, you know, 
those things couldn't really be thought on that long because mm-hmm. stuff was happening. So like you had to make Quick decisions, decisions like on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know. I guess in that sense, then you would just hope that you can make another quick decision to change it. You know what I mean? If something needs to be changed, mm-hmm. and that's the question. Like, you know, how quick can we change stuff? You know, or lift bands that we, you know, ban real quick. Yep. And that was that should be the backup problem. plan before you go into the initial plan. But I don't, you probably got so much yeah. time to make to make it though. But somebody's got to be coming up with a backup plan. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's all liability. Oh yeah. yeah, that's all it is. People want to protect their image and stuff too. Um, but it, what you said, Trev, is definitely right. And what I think about it too, it's easy to put that law in there. But when you realize down the road it might not have been the right thing, it's hard to change it. Like if you think about our Constitution and how much shit is uh <laughs> how much shit in there oh, was based outdated. off yeah super outdated as fuck that doesn't really align with how we live nowadays but people are too scared to change and if you say something about changing it i think yeah. about it with covid rules you say something about changing everybody's like oh no you want you, that like, change what you. our founding fathers were perfect and they came up with this <laughs> right. perfect constitution <laughs> that don't need to be touched because it's right even though that was in Man. the 1700s but you know what i'm saying it's just stupid, dog. Uh, it just don't. It doesn't make sense, and we're scared to to change shit down the road to fit how life really is now. Like, think it about it. Real. Biden is just now about to sign uh, a lynching bill to say lynching is like a hate crime. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it is nuts. It is twenty twenty two, dog. What? Yeah. Then there be some. There's some laws. Don't. And there's some laws that like like they have to be. Uh, like re-signed again, like like voting yeah, so rights or like certain stuff from like women's rights, mm-hmm. and they have to like sign them again. Like, why is there an expiration date on on equality? Like, it's weird. Like, it's, it's crazy, weird. Man. It should just be set in stone and move yeah. on. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sign this thing once and carry on. Done with it, but now it, it should be a much easier process and i think you know as humans where we have that tendency to judge and people don't like change either so yeah. especially you get these yeah. fake ass patriots constitution blah, blah 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 we ain't changing it my grandpa paul did <laughs> like nah don't yeah. we think about it man like i think about shit what i did in my early 20s compared to now shit i thought was right was stupid as hell it didn't make man. sense at all. And yes. if you, man. If your mindset hasn't changed as you grow, you didn't really grow. You might That's have aged, no growth. but you didn't grow. <laughs> your age went right. up, but you didn't right. grow as a person. So I don't know. But yeah, that's why I, I kind of get smooth on politics. Um, it's just that it, a lot of it doesn't make sense. Is people fighting to keep things how they are because that's their comfortable space. They don't want to change nothing up. They just want to stay comfortable. This is all we've known, so let's keep it like this. Just because it's all you know don't mean it's right, dog. Yeah, I mean, it all circles back around to what Wiggs was saying, just about the thing that, you know, people fear. You know what I mean? It's, that's why whether you err on the left or the right, how you feel about someone like Kyrie or Kanye, you do have to have a certain kind of appreciation for them. Oh, yeah. For their voice of reason, for the people who, you know, are looked at as being unreasonable, and there's several 
there's several Kyrie's. He's just the one with the voice that people follow. Yeah. And it's who to. spoke up, and you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Not and for that, I respect it. You know, in terms of that, you know, because someone needs that. That's probably being belittled by their family members and all yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff. There's so many people who fell out over this COVID stuff just based on a decision that somebody did make or didn't make. It's so sad, man. There's so many other things that are important. Um, so, you know, I respect that part of it. You know, when the band's lifted, eventually it'll be lifted and, you know, uh, somebody will gain some inspiration from that. You know what I'm saying? And use that yep. for their own purpose. And hopefully it'll say, be positive. Yeah. Hey, Kyrie stuck to his beliefs. Whether you agree with his beliefs or not, he hey, stuck with it. Fun. Stuff and he stood with it. Well, I don't care exactly. what your beliefs is. If that's what you believe in, stand firm in it, man. That's what your beliefs, man. Not everybody Especially has today's to agree world, with you. bro. Yeah. In the days we got a thousand people on ESPN, all these news networks talking shit about him. Mm. My man sticking by it, like sticking with his word. Can't do number of respect. You just thought he would have folded by now, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> man. He's sticking by him, so you gotta respect, respect him. Man. But that just goes to show you how backwards-ass the world is. They always talk about being different and equality, and, and they let motherfucking transgenders and stuff get married and do what you do. But somebody standing up for their own rights as a human not wanting to take a vaccine, you're going to try to shun the man completely. Yeah. yeah. It is, man. That's what we are. But it takes people like Kyrie. And like I don't even agree with Kyrie on everything, man. I hated it that he didn't get the vaccine or whatever, but those are his beliefs. So it's like, mm-hmm. I can't knock this man. That's what he believes. He don't want to get the vaccine. He don't want to get the vaccine. And I've been v- very vocal. I don't care. You know, I got my vaccine shots. My mind has changed. I didn't get the booster because I was like, no, nah, I'm smooth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my mind changed throughout the process. It's okay for your mind to change and be like, okay, actually, I don't want to get this shot. Uh, Absolutely, and it's okay if somebody does, somebody doesn't. <laughs> I mean, people can make a decision, people can change their minds. It's life, dog. You shouldn't bash somebody just because they don't agree with what you want done, you know. Absolutely, but it is what it is, man. Um, shout out to them. We'll see how all that goes out. Um, shout out to the Sec- Celtics, they winning it all this year. Anyway, anyway, all right, man. All right, so next topic, I got a, I got a good one. I was talking to um some of our new fraternity brothers out here about it, so I wanted to bring it up on this platform to kind of have us all dive into it with our opinions. So it's kind of a, a double question. So what do you think black parents need to do? to better prepare their kids for life after high school? And should kids be forced to leave their homes after high school? Uh, Just well, after you graduate. Honestly, man, I mean, it's kind of hard. Depends on how your parents came up. I mean, they can only teach you so much. They can't teach you what you don't know. And with like my parents, they didn't went to college. They, they can't teach me something about college. Yeah, so it's just some of these things I w- I just had to find out on my own because they never were in that situation. So it's kind of like, yeah, but the whole moving out thing after you graduate, no, you shouldn't be. I mean, I'll give you a year or two, but after that, man, you got to get up and go. But if you need to come back for some help, I'm always here. But see, you and at least get out within two years to to find yourself. I think one, 
like for me, so what can black parents do to better prepare their kids? Um, and it is, Don, what you're saying is right. It does depend on what your parents know, because I would want to say, well, I wish they would teach us, you know, a little bit about finance, you know, exactly. how to budget. Some most of them didn't get taught, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So how can they really teach you something they don't know? Uh, but I would like black parents and even just parents in general to teach kids that one, you do need to have a plan for after you graduate. That doesn't necessarily mean you need to go to college or whatever, but you got to have a plan. Not having a plan mm-hmm. is just unacceptable to me uh, personally. And that's how I'm going to parent my kids is mm-hmm. I would, uh, of course, you know, we're all college graduates on this call. I would, of course, love my kids to go to college um, just because I feel like it's harder for a black person that doesn't have a degree, uh, even though now things are changing where, I mean, you can do a lot of shit without degrees these days and make bread. Um, But I feel like you got to make sure your kids, because you don't need to have anything, be special, skilled in any area to tell your kids how you got to have a plan and help them get that resources for what that plan is. So whether it's you're going to trade school or you just want to get a regular job, you know, you just want to do a regular job after high school or whatever, and you want to figure life out, because I'm shit, I'm almost 32 years old. I still don't for sure know what I want to do in life, man. Right. So right. you think about an 18-year-old kid, I really didn't know what I wanted to there's do in life. No, ain't no, there's no way. No. Nah. I guess for me, that's that's kind of where what I would say. Um you know, what those black parents need to do. I just asked the question, what do I need to do? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, and, you know, ultimately, just pay attention to your child. You know what I'm saying? Pay yeah. pay close attention to them um, so you can make sure that uh, you're not pulling from, from your own self. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, like my, you know, I got three kids and all three of them exposed things to me that like they're gifted in you know what i'm saying yeah. and, and my job is to kind of gear them in the direction of uh what that looks like and that could you know will and can change you know over the time that they're growing it might go from legos to engineering to you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying whatever it might mm-hmm. be art and next thing you know they could be using a barber shop as as their canvas and painting a picture yeah. you just never know but i think yeah. the main thing is just paying close attention to like your kids and like their character and what their strong suits are and i think that will help you and then also uh what parents can do to uh you know better prepare their kids is to continue to grow as individuals you know what i'm saying i oh, yeah. there is you're right donovan there's a whole lot of stuff i don't know you know what i'm saying that i mm-hmm. that i can't teach my kids but if it's something that I know my kids need to learn that I don't know, I would be an Seek idiot to not be trying to learn it myself yep. because I, if they needed it, I'm sure as hell need it. And I'm right. way, way far behind. Them, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I think that's that's one thing. And then for me, you know, personally, it's just I think what goes along with that is just continually sharpen up on your discipline. It's hard to be a failure in life if you're disciplined. It's just oh, hard. Yeah. I mean, oh, it doesn't sure, matter. Sure. You're going to my daddy. He used to. I mean, I, I lived with him for a short period of time, and this dude was going to work at a um, uh, a cleaners. 
But like, damn, I mean, he's setting his clothes out. They're nice and creased up. I mean, everything <laughs> ready to go. It's just like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like those little small, like, militant things. Like, if you, I think if you instill those basic principles um, into whoever the person is, um, they're going to be all right in life. You know what I mean? I will never forget you know, when I got in trouble several years ago, came out of jail. And, um, you know, my granddad picked me up and he told me that he did not want to leave this earth without knowing that he that I could survive on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, like, what do you mean? I, You know what I'm saying? I got money in my pocket. Like, I'm moving around. Like, what you mean? But, like, that's the only thing he said. And I always chewed on that. And, you know, whether you living by yourself, you know, living with, you know, living with your parents or by yourself, I just felt like he wanted to know. I can pay my bills. I can take care of like basic necessities. I got food in my house. They ain't got to, you know, he ain't got to worry about nothing. And what more of an opportunity would you want to give your kids than to allow them to do that and still know if it don't work out, they can come back home, try it again, continue mm-hmm. to get that right. So, you know, for me, I, freedom for me is knowing that I can leave this earth for my three kids, knowing that they can survive on their own. They don't need, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Heavy. Like, that's heavy. Free. Maybe. Bottom mm-hmm. line, yeah, Trev, you hit on some points right there when you said, I think the main thing I took from it and what I think you had to instill, but based off what you said, paying attention to your kids, bro, it's just like coaching any sport, bro. You ain't, you can't talk to each player the same and expect nope. each player to give you the same based off a few words or a phrase. You got to learn your players and learn their strengths and their strong suits to be able to accommodate them. And that goes back to the thing I think – we was all blessed. I don't think. I know we was all blessed to get raised with a strong foundation, an uh, actual mm-hmm. village. You feel what I'm saying? I think that's the main thing that you can actually instill in the kid is that foundation. Like Trev said, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just just being able to see how to form things and, and like you said, always being able to go back and, and start from scratch. You know what I'm saying? And knowing how to bounce back from those little failures and everything. But uh, – just, just instilling that confidence and that and that and that willpower, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't have will and discipline, like like you yep. said, discipline, like like your daddy. Period. Like you know what I'm saying? I got a lot of stuff that I do like that too. I got y'all know I got OCD like a mug. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna fold clothes, I'm gonna do all that. I'm gonna <laughs> so take my clothes out, fold them, and be all the way Luther. I'm gonna be ready to go. I'm gonna have a whole week's outfits planned out. You know what I'm saying? Just Luther stuff, but having that discipline in that background, bruh. I know I can. I know I can shake back, and I know I can. I can pick up, and I can, you know, what I'm saying, get right in any situation I'm in, just because that's just the way my mind works, and, and that goes back to the shit I see my daddy doing. You know, what I'm saying, folding his clothes, honoring them at ten o'clock at night. You know, what I'm saying before blood gets up and goes to work in the morning. You know, what I'm saying so you already got that that little bit of stress that you might have in the morning trying to rush and fit that into your thing. It's already mm-hmm. taken care of, so you're able to breathe more and relax and get your day started to a better thing, and I. But that goes, but that goes with like what Trev Trev said. You got to continue to grow as a person because your your children are always watching. So as much as you got to watch them, they're watching you too. So you gotta got to have a lot of self checks and a lot of discipline because at the end of the day, I know we see we seen a lot of shit that we either gonna gravitate to or we know that that's the wrong thing to do from our childhood. I know for me personally, uh, and I think about it and I, you know, discovered it kind of doing therapy as well, too, is there's there's really two things that really would have helped me, you know, better succeed, especially after graduating was seeing 
my parents be, you know, let me see, how can I put it? You know, be real about them not being perfect. You know, parents mm-hmm. always want to try Ooh. to be perfect and act like they don't make mistakes. So then you get that pressure on yourself of, okay, I see my dad, He he's 30 right now. I'm about to do this. Okay, when he was 30, he was doing this. There's a lot of comparison and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I need to see that you make mistakes and you're not perfect and that it's okay to make mistakes and that mistakes helped get you where you were because you tried something and you might have failed, but it got to where you was at. Uh, so I would have loved to seen that. Um, and I would have loved to got some answers growing up, um, especially in our era of growing up in the 90s. Parents, I told you, I told you so. Told yeah. you so. Yep. Parents, like, it's like, why? You know what I'm saying? You know how much trouble I could have potentially stayed out of if I would have got an explanation on why That's not to why. do something. Because you know, when you're a, you're a kid, you're a rebel. So uh, yeah. don't go out, don't go out, sneak out, and do this and that. Okay, why? Because I, I said so. All right. Well, all right. I'm gonna test your ass, and I'm gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, don't jump in front of a car because it is, you know what I'm saying? It's just explain. And that's what I, I, I try to do better myself about it is it's yeah, not just, sure. oh, you're a kid. You don't understand. Kids understand a lot more than what you really think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, I, and the more you I, explain early on, the yeah, better, yeah, yeah. yeah, the better Long it's going to start comprehending. Cause I'm like, okay. It'll start the Man. puzzle pieces start coming together. That's well, that's the key. That's the that's the key of paying. That's why I mean by paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's it's you know it's really still it's, you know you're paying attention to a lot of different. You know, I pay attention to a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, it's still quality over quantity. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like like it's mm-hmm. just like those one or two conversations that I can remember exactly. dating back over my life that like mean the most to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, throughout. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like that's that's what I don't want to miss, you know. But if yeah. I you know, my my childhood was so crazy because it's you know, I just hear you saying that it's like I had everything kind of served to me on a platter, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? My mom had me young, which I knew that wasn't really the deal, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was with my grandparents mm-hmm. and then, you know, my dad being around, but not really being, you know what I'm saying, super committed. Yeah. And the stuff that, you know, the bad habits, you know what I'm saying, that I picked up early on seeing what he was doing because I was still exposed to that environment. Mm-hmm. But like in the same sense, I'm able to be in another happy, controlled environment all at the same time. So, you know, I kind of grew up, you know, the greater part of my life seeing what people would consider lukewarm, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. church here, and then on Saturday, there's partying here. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I had, like, everything going on, like, all in, like, one big shebang. So, for me, you know, just, you know, trying to make sure that, like, I maintain a environment for my kids that, you know, is exposing them to stuff, but, like, at the same time, like, yeah. not confusing them so much to where, like, they don't really know what the hell they want to do or, you know, right what what's right and what's wrong and that comes yeah. with like you said with with communicating you know what i mean communication is uh, key yeah. yeah for sure i remember a conversation you know. me and Travis had a long time ago bro but i don't forget it it was frederick douglas had said something i forgot what adventure or what we was talking about but frederick douglas said it's easier to create you know what i'm saying a, a strong man from a young child than to fix a broken man you know what i'm saying yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah, yeah. 
And that, and that yeah. goes with foundation and, you know what I'm saying, instilling with your kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? what If you just instill a certain mindset and a level of confidence, you know what I'm saying, that don't uh, over-exuberate and, and don't do too much, but, you know what I'm saying, they can always give them that motivation that they can be self-motivated. Yeah. Bruh, when they, no matter what situation they're going to come across, they're going to be able to adapt. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you said that motivate because I, I think, and I did a little thing with my job one time, to where we had our employees secretly give a word uh, to describe us so we could kind of know how they feel is all blind. And most of mine, I already knew they were going to say, I'm, you know, calm, level-headed, you know, don't really fold under pressure like that. But the one thing, and they, you know, they had us pick, what's that one word that you wish you would have saw that you want to work on to? So the next time you get that word, and I was Somebody, like, yeah. motivate. I was like, I want to yeah. be a motivator. Uh, and work with my kids. I want to motivate you. And like you said, Wiggs, I want to give you that confidence uh, to know that you can do anything that you want to do. Um, yeah. And just talking about preparing for life after thing, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, it's on Same us point. as parents, and we're all parents here, to see, like Trevor saying, what is my kid good at? You know what I'm saying? Not what do I want them to do. My goal in life is to help you find out who you are but you kind of on that road to find out who you are, I need to be paying attention to, okay, how can I better guide you in that direction? Like, but of that, course, I want my kids to go to college, you know, be a professional. But say my son wants to be an artist. Yeah. I might not want you to be an artist, but if that's the route you're going to go, how can I prepare you to be the best damn artist out there? You know what I mean? I'm going to say this, too. I'm going to interrupt the segment to give give my brother some flyers real quick. You know what I'm saying? Dutch and Trev. The shit that y'all saying and how y'all want to do, bro, y'all niggas is doing that shit for y'all's kids, Dutch. You know what kind of person you are, bro. And that shit, how you saying you want to motivate? Nigga, you done motivated me my whole life, bud. You just, just by the, the person the person that you are and how you do your shit. And Trev, you are you, you, you a quarterback. Then you paid attention to detail your whole life, bro. I'm able to be the father that I am watching my big brothers. You know what I'm saying, Trev? You got three, three cats, and they all different. And you know how to how to how to put them in the best position so they can operate inside of their realm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And 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 that's a that's beauty. You know what I'm saying? And y'all niggas is doing it. Keep on doing it so your little brother got a blueprint, niggas. Yeah, and that's what a coach does. And as parents, we're coaches. You coaches is this is what I got. I got these whatever how many players. He's got this personality. He's got this. How can I get them to work together to reach that ultimate goal of being a champion? You know what I mean? And and thinking Mm -hmm. with the second part of the question of do we, you know, you see it a lot, especially in black families. uh, You're getting the hell up out of my house when you turn 18. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like you're getting up out of here. And that's that's pressure because what I'm 18. I might not know what I want to do. I'm going to make sure you're not just sitting your ass here not doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can do something I, in the meantime. I'm going to help you to figure well, out. Well, that goes back want. to what you was talking about, too, right, with the plan, right? So mm-hmm. if you come, no matter who it is, you know, you come to my house, you, you know, whatever, whatever, you need to be here for a little bit of time, whether it's a family member or my kids, there has to be a plan in place for how we're, you know, what's the exit plan? What's what's, what's the next? next step in the journey, right? Because yeah. we all have a next step in our journey. And I think once that is lined out, then you, you know, you, you strive for it. But we should be in situations that are more 
where the exit is more comfortable and more smooth, a more smoother oh, yeah. exit where you smoother don't feel like you're having to build it from the ground up because why, why would you have to when I'm here? Why in the hell will my kids have to build something from the ground up if I'm alive? Like, yeah, well, exactly. that just, exactly. it really yep. doesn't register me to me at all. And I would take that as a, you know, a failure on my part if they're in that type of situation. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that I'm gonna have a bank account set up and all that stuff. One, but at least I got a mind and experience, and I can be mm-hmm. a guide. You know what I'm saying to where they're going. Um, and like, and and I guess what you're saying, Deuce, about what you wish you would have saw, probably just attacking some of those other things with zeal and with mm-hmm. that with that motivation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. yeah, we attack the sports stuff. We'll attack the the education with zeal. But what about all the other stuff that's exactly. going on? And what, where was the excitement at from a parent standpoint about, you know what I mean? I know that all A's are accepted, you know what I'm saying? and I mean, mm-hmm. expected, but why couldn't we attack that with Zill? Push that a little bit further, you know what I'm saying? Make that fun, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, just little stuff like that. I, I, I hope that, you know, on down the road, my kids will, will be able to, you know, see that I was, you know, fun in all those different areas, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I think it's funny because it's, I mean, it's literally what we create the show for. And like the guests we interview, they are always about black people doing stuff that black people don't normally do. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying, like, like we had Quan on, he's the last guest we had on. Who's raising their kid to say, you want to be an air traffic controller? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like give them mm-hmm. that exposure because you never yes. know how we all trying to figure out what we want to do growing up. We could have seen it if we would have had exposure to certain things instead of, oh, you go in college, you're doing sports or this. Yes. That. You, you're limited in a especially in the black family. You're limited. It's mainly sports. sports. Because we know that's the number one way you can get rich is sports. And it depends on how you define success in your life. Uh, that's true. too. what you want to go. What is what is success to you um, kind of mm-hmm. helps determine it, too. But. And it's funny because literally what the whole reason we have this show for like John T doing the, uh, you know, martial arts, martial arts. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. yeah. think about Trevor, one of your kids really want to do it and they love it. You like, I know kind of want you to do this or that. I want you to be a doctor. And he's like, no, I like martial arts. OK, let me put uh, let me get you in that situation now. I got I got I easy love, access. Yeah. To I love other black people doing different stuff because now you got that avenue. Oh, you like martial arts? All right, I know John T. Got He's good at martial arts. Let yeah. me get him on. He can, exp- and then he'll be able to explain it not only as a martial artist, but as a black martial artist. Um, this is what you're gonna feel. You know what I'm saying? This is how it's gonna be when you go here, and you just help yes. mentally prepare for someone. Well, those those are all. You know, we go to work to be more of who we are. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Outside of that environment whether you're doing what you love, like playing an NBA or whether you just got to, you know, this is a factory job or whatever, whatever it is you're doing, you're doing it to be more of who you are whenever you're off of the clock or whatever, you know, that thing is. Right. So, you know, granddad used to tell me all the time, I was sports and basketball, football, whatever the thing is, the institution is that you're in, whether, even if you're not doing anything, but education, it's all like a vehicle, for life is what he used to call it. You know what I'm saying? So like you're learning discipline, hard work, teamwork, mm-hmm. you know, fun. You're learning like all of these like attributes that you're going to need, like to sharpen your character. 
you know, to move forward. And I mean, I keep on going back to what you said. I just think at the end of the day, it's all about the plan, bro. The plan, the plan. will establish and it'll it'll bring about all the important things that you're going to need and whatever avenue that you end up in. You know what I mean? And the rest of it, I feel like is all God, you know. It's oh, yeah. Kind of Kyrie, there's no way Kyrie could, you know, he could have said, you know, a lot of kids say it and believe it. I'm going to be in the NBA. But, you know, it's it's God. There's God that's in line yeah. with the jobs that we all have, even if it's just a factory job or, you know, McDonald's, working in healthcare. Man, McDonald's, it's all matter, by yeah. God's design that we're even, like, doing it and able to get paid and support our families and all of that. You know what I mean? Yep. As long as yep. we're doing all the other little integral, small parts of that in between. And you can take McDonald's and attach it to the NBA, take NBA and attach it to being exactly. a doctor or whatever. It all is conceptual. You know what I mean? And I'm glad you brought up God because it brings me to my my last question on especially young black adults and faith and how we're somewhat getting more away from churches. So I want to know yeah. why do y'all think black adults, I'm not even going to say black adults, well, black adults, but like, we'll say like 18 to 30. Why do you think more in our age groups are no longer going to church? Well, I'll say this, Dutch. I, I was talking to my daddy about this a little bit ago, bro. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what foundation we all came from, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know the model that we seen growing up as far as, you know what I'm saying, church church went. You know what I'm saying? All, all, all our families involved, you know what I'm saying, regardless from the choir, from the ushers, from the, you know what I'm saying, the preaching, everything. So we was we was inside of that realm. But we got to realize, fam, my pops, Uncle JD, you know what I'm saying, everybody, fam, there was a time them Negroes stepped out of church too, brother. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And I think that we we tend to forget that because we remember the point of our lives when we was born and we seen them growing up and what we, our foundation from zero to, you know what I'm saying, was, was in church. But then when you grow up and you get your own mind, that's when you start questioning tradition and questioning things that you grew up on as age 18 to 30, bro. So I think it's just our eyes is just, you know what I'm saying, it's just... It's just that timing where we 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 just realizing that, but you know what I'm saying I don't think I don't think nothing's changed. You know they always say nothing new under the sun. I feel like there's a shift like this happens in every generation, and we just at the age now where we notice. It. Yeah, for, for me, right on my damn mouth. Yeah. I was definitely gonna say some like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I think for me personally too, it's just I'm not gonna. I, I hate. I really don't like when people say uh oh, people in the church are too judgy or whatever because everybody judges. I don't care whether you're right. in church or not. It don't matter. Everybody judges. Uh, but it kind of goes back to what I was saying, just about how I want it to be parented is how I want my church to go is really? you can be you and authentic. I want, I love the churches that are authentic. And I said church specifically, black adults in church, not God, because we still keep our faith, uh, mm-hmm. things like that, which is not sold on that old, like church. think about it, Baptist traditional church, mm-hmm. wearing a suit, like, why do I need to, I think to myself, like, why do I need to wear a whole suit just to go to church? Because yeah. now I'm putting pressure on people that might want to go that can't afford a suit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I think about little things like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. That's why I love the churches are uh, come as you are. And because that's how God is to me. Yeah. He's gonna say, "Come as you are as a sinner. You come as a sinner, not ah, bro. Not using church. You didn't have that. 
you know, yeah, that two piece, yeah, the three piece on man, like nah, you're not getting in. And I think for me personally, Chess, because I've gone on a especially moving to Virginia, I've gone to I can't even tell you how many churches I've gone. I just get this vibe every time of this old school. If you're not doing it this way, you're wrong attitude. Or you're not a real Christian if you're not doing it this way. There's no such thing as a real Christian way. The real Christian way is I believe in God and I give my all towards that. No matter what I'm doing, I'm giving my all towards that. I don't have to do it just because you say I have to wear a suit. And it's just an example with the suit that I have to wear a suit to be a godly man. If I come to church or if I, if I come in there with some jeans and a t-shirt and now I'm a, a hoodlum, I don't take God serious or anything like that. But yeah, I definitely agree with you, Wiggs. Um, and that's just something I've always noticed. And I've had definitely pastors in my fraternity ask me about younger generations and why. Because they, they have problems keeping people in there. And I'm like, one, y'all do too much. It's too much extra. I Our think generation now I just want you to go in and hear the word and get out. Yeah. We don't literally. I want to come in there. I want to get far word. Hear some good music, get the good word, and be done. I don't need all the extra theatrics and stuff. No, I don't need it. I, I think the bottom line, too, like like Trier said, back in the other question, bro, is paying attention. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, you're going to do certain things, at, you know what I'm saying, with church groups when you're uh, talking to a younger crowd. But, like, you got to realize that we grow up, too, fam. So you got to continue to to look get in your bag. Yeah. And, what are you going to do to draw us in, you know? Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and it goes back to what we say about like the Constitution, even the COVID rules and shit. People have a thing in place. I was like, okay, when I grew up, church was always like this. Uh, so y'all need to do it. We're not going to change how we do it. You know what I mean? We're not going to change it. You need to change to conform. No, nah, I'm not conforming, dog. Yeah, I think <laughs> that they don't. I mean, I think that they're going out of their way to um, try to draw people in. But I think, you know, yeah. With anything, any model, I think you should probably do less. Just just do yeah, whatever but, it is that you're doing and, like, be okay with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, you know, the church is falling the way it's falling. I mean, the world has gotten drastically more busier. It's different. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things that, like, go on on weekends and stuff now. Uh, you know, for me personally, it's one of my biggest, you know, things, like, is because my kids don't have any control over what they learn when it comes to God and Jesus, they don't have any control over that. Like it's on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's in, you know, for me personally, I, it's, it's very important for me to like really, um, you know, give it more importance, you know what I'm saying? Because no matter what, even if it's not going to church, I don't give it enough importance at my house. You know what I'm saying? We don't pray enough. I, I don't, I'm with you now. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to go to church if you're not like studying the Bible. Like like there's certain things that like are gonna like uh carry over to like you really wanting to go and like fellowship um in that type of environment, uh along with what it what it is that you're doing like before you go to church. And mm. you know, just like anything, I mean it also has to do with the man of God that you're listening to, you know what I'm saying, and how like spiritually that that the message is connected to you um as an individual and that don't mean every sunday is just gonna be something that you're gonna gonna lay on your heart yeah not every sunday is gonna have you in tears bro nah nah it's like a level of consistency so it goes back to like what type of like 
it's still an institution, you know what I'm saying? In a way that, you know, what, what are you, what's your plan? Like we're going to church. Okay. Why are you going to church? Here from the, from the pastor. Okay. All right. Well, you probably not going, like it's got to go back to that explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what you doing there? You know what I mean? And how did we get drawn into church? We had Mm -hmm. no control over that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if, um, and everything that, it, me for me personally, everything I was taught, you know what I'm saying, I don't need to rethink and reteach. You know what I'm saying? Cause when I became an adult, I started calling out other adults based on like what I was taught and examining back and then being like, Hold on, you're not doing that anymore. And I know that was right because I was doing I've been doing it for twenty five, six, seven, eight, nine years. I know like that thing was right because mm-hmm. it's gotten you where I'm at. And now you're not doing it. So like now I gotta hold you accountable for like doing that thing. So like, you know, not and that's not just church, that's like in a whole lot of areas of our life, right? So and, and with anything that anybody learns, they're gonna take it and make something else out of it. You know what I'm saying? There's not like a family of uh preachers, you know what I'm saying? Like this is the preacher right. and the second preacher, third preacher is like one one of them it might have been a deacon and then a preacher, and then maybe the next one's a singer or yeah. not even in church at all, right? So like, but just like you were saying. Uh, we were talking about our kids. Everybody like learns things from like their own perspective. You're not going to have like one vein that everybody just going to travel through. But I do think it's important to offer up those lanes for, for kids to travel through and make it whatever you want to make it. Um, But for us, it's hard, just like it was for every generation, right? You, you, how do you go into a situation and give it a meaning uh, without allowing for the meaning to come to you? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like we talk about church, we, we we can give a whole lot of meanings to it, but how do you go about doing that? Uh, Open minded, you know what I'm saying? And and I think like that's the question that you know is hard for us to answer. You know what I'm saying? For real. I know for me personally, you know, I've, go ahead. No, I was just saying for me personally, that's why I don't necessarily go like we did when we were younger. Man, I have to find like I don't. When I feel like pressure is closer to our age, a little bit older, I can't. They make it relatable to how I live today. Yeah. The older generation pastors, when I go to church, then I'm kind of just like, you can get lost in the word, man. There's so much <laughs> stuff going on that they saying yeah. you can get lost in it. Hell yeah. So if I have a pastor that's somewhat similar to age or is kind of on the same path that I am generation, it seems to make it more clear to me as to, okay, this is what he was talking about. Okay. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think that's just me personally. Man, I think what it is, though, fam, for real, keep it all the way 100. Only just speaking from personal experience, and we all got pretty much the same. We're all different processes, but same experience. Bruh, we was we, we got slung at hot iron. We got slung at real. So I think we searched <laughs> for real in the pastor. Plus, we didn't just know the pastor. We knew him as a man, too. And the nigga's yeah. lining up with what he's doing, bruh. So yeah. we, just, we just holding shit to a high standard. Nigga, if you ain't walking like you're talking, shit, and you ain't, you know what I mean? Bro, what we gonna listen to you for, fam? Yeah, I'm not gonna listen to you. And you know, you. and like Trev said, you've been and Trev, you've been doing it longer than, than when you just turned twenty, boy. You've been calling niggas out your whole life. Accountable, <laughs> accountability, and shit. <laughs> nah, it's serious talk, though. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think that's what what we failing at too. You know what I'm saying? There ain't a lot of niggas like us and a Trev in a group who's gonna regardless stick up and say what's right in every situation. Nigga, the preacher got to be held accountable too. The deacon oh, got to yeah. be held accountable too. Absolutely. And I think, you know what I'm saying? I think certain people in, in our age, there ain't a lot of, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if like 
there ain't a lot of leaders no more, bro. It seems like and it's, it's it's far from it's far from many. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I mean, who are you gonna listen to? I said uh-huh. the funeral, but I say it all the time. Like, it's just crazy. You know? Whether you're looking at it on a macro or a micro, like you know, who are you gonna listen to? Martin Luther King never really had to argue with his community about them listening to what he was going to say and everybody in right. and I'm sure there was a lot of people with voices of reason you know what I'm saying then but they mm-hmm. all came into agreeing so like that's the one like that's the guy you know what I'm saying we're going to get behind him going ride you know what I'm saying and you know I think like that's missing also like they have you know the older generation has a different uh uh predisposition on us as youth you know what I'm saying? Well, it's really, mm-hmm. we're, we're 30 now. Like, we're not little kids, you know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. you know, there's been several times I approached my mom. You know, my whole family's in church. But you can tell, like, in certain heated conversations, different things we've had, it's almost like I'm not about the same business, you know what I'm yeah. saying? They're about, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, hold on, I mean, if you really took a walk through my life, you probably would find, like, that it's, it's, it's probably a lot less of, uh, demonizing and like terrible mm-hmm. than what like you would ever really you know what i'm saying fully imagine mm-hmm. not that you're supposed to just take what i'm saying is what it is but you gotta trust and know that i believe yeah. in the same god um and jesus that, that yeah. you believe in wholeheartedly you know they don't, don't want to hear nothing question. different yeah they yeah, don't want to yeah, hear no yeah, different you know opinion I mean? on it yeah, yeah. and i struggle i struggle like, with uh, tradition i like tradition you know what i'm saying when it comes to the me church too. like but how could I not? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Based on like who I am yeah. today, you know what I'm saying? That would be ridiculous mm-hmm. for me not to like like that and and wish that for my kids. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just me. Yeah. I saw a lot of people come through the institution and and seeing how it benefited them. So like you know, and I don't and I know God's good, and it's not like I did did anything. I don't like beat myself up for my kids not you know what I'm saying embodying that same thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, like this weekend, we're off. I don't have anything going on. So we're going to go to church. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it's not like, oh, my God, I didn't go to church last Sunday. Oh, I was going to hell. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. just like, it's just smooth. I just like stuff to be organic. I don't think anybody should have it on their calendar yeah. and force oh, themselves into anything. Just be organic. Blow in. Yep. You know, you. Uncle Donald Wayne says it all the time. Like, you blown in, you blew in. Like, we use it all the time. Like, you just blow in. And when that happens... And I went through church pools. My mom left the church, went somewhere else. My granddad was in one church, uncle at one church. So it was like a lot of like underlying, you know, wishes mm-hmm. for me to be somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So like blessing, that was a blessing for me because it forced me to have to do something really because this is genuinely and truly what I wanted to do. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And God like, people, yeah, well, and God like forced me into that situation i feel like so coming out of it i knew like because if there was sometimes like i'm not going nowhere because i it's too much in my head you know what i'm saying exactly. it's a wrap somebody yep. that send, send me some dutch or whatever <laughs> and i just do that you know what i mean if it feels forced so like you, you said know. it's not authentic it's you're not going to get nothing out of it if it's forced you know what i'm exactly. saying if you force me to go to this movie that i don't really care about I'm not going to enjoy the movie regardless. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because I'm not here under my own free will being forced to do it. Exactly. Uh, That's why I said the churches need to stop trying to do any of that and just be, you know what I'm saying? Just be, and then people are going to come who come and people who don't are not going to. But that really doesn't have anything to do with us as youth or adults. I read this book once and it talked about 
the guy I can't remember. It's a guy in the Bible who uh, he went to jail because he was interpreting dreams, and then he came out of that situation and he ended up being the king of Egypt. I think it might have been Joseph. But like in the leadership part of that book, like it explained, like if if Russell is meant, say you walked into a situation and you was going to talk to a million people, right? If you're meant mm-hmm. to only talk to a hundred people, then that million people is going it's going to start diminishing to a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you're meant yeah. to talk to a million and you walk in the room and there's only a hundred, that room gonna fill up to a million. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So again, it's all God, bro. Like the churches mm-hmm. are. I had the numbers that they are because that's what God intends for it to be. We're yeah. no generation is stronger than God. So if we're, if we're supposed to be there, he going to make yeah. we there. Yeah. 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 That's, right. that's, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Right. But I appreciate it, man. I definitely appreciate y'all's insight on it. Um, you know, we all grew up on this. So, um, you know, we all grew up differently as well, too. Um so it's definitely good getting y'all's Absolutely. opinions and thoughts on everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely appreciate that. Um, so we're going to jump into it now to our pick them and leave them segment. Uh, and we're oh, going to do a season finale <laughs> uh, with a good one. Uh, we got to get a good one on here. Uh, we, we all love our music. That's why we kind of chose this one. Um, all right. So let's jump right into it. So we're going to do which one on this list. Is Gotta the most go. soulful. Hold on. Most soulful. Who we gonna do for our pick them? So the artists are, and I'm gonna let y'all know now it's all white artists. Are we doing which all whites got the most soul? We got Cracks. Pink, we got Ed Sheeran, we got Sam Smith, Amy Winehouse, my boy JT, Adele. Robin Thicke, Christina Aguilera, and John B. So which one do y'all think is the most soulful? My opinion. Ooh, opinion I feel like this is an easy one for me. And this ain't Honestly. even a pick them or leave them. This is just which yeah. one do we think is most soulful? I think John B the most soulful to me. Sheesh. John B. I got that one song, They Don't Know What They Don't. Yeah. I didn't realize he was white. I didn't know he was white for the longest season. <laughs> so, so hold on, do this. Pick your top three. You already said My John B. Three. So who else is your top three for soul on this list? I got JT on there. Hey. And then probably Robin Thicke. Okay. Hey, Robin Thicke, boy, I tell you what, man. After his divorce and shit, that man has been gone. Hey, he fell all the way off, though. That man has been AWOL. Because <laughs> I want to first see it. I said I forgot. This is an easy. This is an easy one. I almost, <laughs> I almost, I almost, I almost slipped and stumbled. He's gonna I'm glad I went and looked at this thing. What? It's not even no question. I knew there's he was going to There's nobody on the list more soulful than Adele. No way. There's no way. Wow. Man, that's not the answer that's I'm going disrespectful. with. Adele? That's not what? the answer I was thinking. Man, listen, Who's man. your top three I'm, on the list, man? I know Adele's in my way. Nah, look, Listen, I, I will say this. Check this out. I got I got your back, Trev, because I feel like Adele's music, when, when you say so, I feel like, Woo! man, I feel, like, I, feel, I feel what she talking. You feel what I'm saying? Like, huh? she, she's spitting that from a stomach, boy. That's from a stomach. Believe that. But, Believe but, that. When I, but when I thought of, like, but when I also nah, think of so. Y'all done tear jerk. Y'all done tear jerk. Oh, nah. 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 Nah.
Don't you freaking lie. Only man. only one person on this list is probably tear jerk me, and I'm gonna we'll get to it in a minute. But, but I, let me get this though. Let me get. This. I, I think Adele. You know what I'm saying? As far as just the, the pure soul category, boy. But you said the top three. Nigga, I fuck with JTZ. Shout out to Swift Bot. You feel what I'm saying? And yeah, um, got just Timberlake got to be on the list. But and as far as like having like you know what I'm saying Damn. like sound like she's singing like a nigga, Christina Aguilera, boy. I got to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she goes hard too. All right, Trey. I'm still waiting on your top three, man. My top three, though. Godly. I got some uh, Adele's on there. Um, I mean, whoo! Right. I'm gonna go. Dang, yeah, sure. I'm, 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 I'm gonna go Adele. I gotta put Justin Timberlake on there just because of the uh, longevity. Yeah. And uh, no homo, but I'm gonna put Sam Smith on my list. Okay. Not mad at but- it. But, and I was about to say this too, boy. Man, all them crackers is I mean, oh all them white boys, God. white. <laughs> <sorry>. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. This man, because <laughs> he got that. Uh, he can't even get it out. Sam do have it. Dang, he do. Sam do have it though. Sam's man, got Sam it. Smith go hard. Got it. So I'm gonna tell y'all. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do it too. My top three, and I'm going to end with my number one most soulful. So top three, I got – I'm actually going to do them in order. Number three, I got Sam Smith. That boy can sing, dog. He can blow. That man can sing, boy. That boy can blow. Oh, my God. I got, of course, JT. I'm way too good at goodbye. <laughs> 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 oh my hey, boy, god he, he got it hey that's her boy you want to talk sam about smith going through it. some relationship shit and hearing some sam smith yeah Woo! it'll have you, you hurt with your heart boy. <laughs> <laughs> it'll have Stay you hurt yeah you in her singing boy oh my god so i got him again i got jt for my number two my number one most soulful is amy winehouse dog Dude, Amy Winehouse. Oh my God. Yo. Rest in peace to her. And that's why I yeah. hate oh, that yeah. she's gone. Trying to make me go to rehab. But she got a song <laughs> uh, called Valerie. Oh my God. Valerie. She... Valerie. <laughs> why don't you that, come on over? Oh, bro. That, that hit, shit. Though. He said, he dog. Hit. I love I was so sick when she died, dog. I was like, because she put. <laughs> So much power into her music based off of Man. everything going on in her life, Man. just like Adele and everybody. But you can just really feel it, dog. When I listen to her music, I can really can feel, feel it. it, dog. So my number one so far is definitely Amy Winehouse. Rest in peace. Um, rest in peace to Amy. Sam Smith really is number two soulful for me on here. Uh, but I got to give JT just because he's been... He's at the cookout, bro. He's at the cookout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I check this out, though. I ain't even gonna much lie. You know, Wiggly don't be listening to those songs to be saying. Wiggs is gone, boy. He is stupid, dog. All right, so as we wrap up. As always, who or what 
are we thankful for? Oh, man. I'm thankful for um, all three of y'all, man. For real, I mean, you know, just over the years, uh, golly, just how y'all played such a, like, real important part, you know what I'm saying, in, in my life. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? In different uh stages. Dude, you just had mentioned something about us all being college graduates. <laughs> just so many things I don't even doesn't mm-hmm. even really like register, you know what I'm saying, in my mind about, you know, just like the maturation process that like we've all um, you know, like grown to. Oh, yeah. And every time I've always like been in any type of like uh, you know, situations that are like real, you know, deep. Uh, where I needed somebody, y'all all, you know what I'm saying? I've always been there for me, um, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I'm really thankful for all of y'all, man, for real. That's the same on my mind, brother. And shit, not only just y'all, I'm going to just say life, nigga, because, you know, Wiggs does that love for the whole fam, bottom line. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wiggs got nothing but pure love in his heart for right. everybody, boy. <laughs> I'm surprised Wiggs' heart ain't popped out his damn chest yet, dog. The way this man loves Wiggs is Wiggs is definitely the uh, when Uncle Nicky leaves this earth, he's That's passing Wiggs. that baton down to Wiggs, man. Believe that. I, I saw Uncle Nicky at the funeral. You know, everybody's masked up, gave him a hug. You know, he's hugging everybody walking through. I hugged right him. Up. He stopped. He looked at me. That man gave me a, another hug, started crying and shit. I'm like, oh, oh my god! I said, "Come hey. on, man, don't do that to me right now." He was like, oh. "He was like, man, it's just so good to see." He definitely hit you with the Reynolds. Oh Reynolds. yeah, definitely <laughs> <laughs> hit me with the Reynolds, man. I was like, oh, my god. It, was, it was just so funny because he gave me that hug just like everybody else, and then stop, push me to. This, Back a little bit so he could look at me. Hold on. Like, oh shit, he said Reynolds. I said, Yeah, man. He was like, Oh my God. It may hug me so tight, dog. Yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, oh sir. man. So I'll go next. It leaves me to mine, man. I'm I'm thankful for Harrisburg, Kentucky, man. I grew up, y'all know who I grew up, man. Just military brat everywhere, you know, never really having a place to call home. Harrisburg was always my home. I got all my brothers there. Like, it's crazy, too, man, because I it really hit me when I went to the funeral because I'll talk shit, man. I'll, oh, yeah, I don't like living close by because I don't like to be mixing family drama. You know, I like to be doing my thing. But when I went back for the funeral, man, and just seeing people I haven't seen in so long, like, man. like even and not even, well, he preaches on message. I think about seeing like uh, Jermaine, and I'm like, dude, last time I seen this dude, we on the block. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This man's doing drugs yeah. on the block. This man looks so good and healthy. And, you know, I can see his positive messages and shit on Facebook, but yeah. it's nothing like yeah. being in person and seeing yeah. it with my own eyes. That's right. Like, dog, it's just yeah. seeing so many people. Um, <laughs> Just that I grew up with, and like Trev said, just the maturation of everybody, man. It's just that really hit me. And then just being back home and seeing everybody, and it, it really it remind me this is my home. <laughs> like yeah. this is my home. Mm-hmm. Like all these years growing up that I didn't have a home, Harrisburg was always my home. And sometimes you need that to come back 
and remember oh, your roots. Man. Yeah, it charged me up. I'm like, this and, is my home right here, dog. So and, and brother, I'm thankful even, for that. And and bro, as more as more I get older, the more I realize it though, fam. <clears throat> I don't just be saying it because it's how we grew up, it's where we grew up. But, but bro, nigga, we had a hell of a childhood, fam. And like, bro, like when you think mm-hmm. about it. We literally seen everything from a small community family, from from the family, fuck community, bruh, NFL players, school teachers, principals, preachers, college coaches, high school mm-hmm. coaches, bruh, factory, factory workers, you know what I'm saying, car salesmen, you know what I'm saying, like, so I think nothing was too far-fetched for us growing up, you know what I'm saying, I think that's why we comfortable being our own skin, and plus, we seen, okay, Pops working in the factory, Uncle Jay working. Man, these niggas is taking care of whole whole villages, bro. Yeah, man. taking care so of the we, community. We, so we just got, I think we we was blessed to see niggas is going to make a shake regardless, bro. Our main role models and the, and the men that we was able to be blessed to be raised by is going to make a shake, bro. And I think that gave us a whole different mindset than what other people might be blessed to witness through their life, brother. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nah, bro, it's... Um, it's it's made us what we are, you know, and absolutely, you know, we saw people, we saw people live for other people, you know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying? yeah, and you know, so much so that they gave everything they had and probably several portions of their Close own health, you know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying, so you know, for us, we're able to do stuff like this and able to attack every situation we're in already haven't been, you know what I'm saying, loved up and shown love to. So we don't have to chase after that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't have oh, to yeah. give everything away like that and do all those different things because yeah. that's not supposed to be relived. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But going forward, <clears throat> we're able to push that forward and, and still provide that same love to the ones around us. You know what I'm saying? And keep moving. That's crucial. heavy. That's sure. heavy. That's heavy that's right crucial. there. That's, 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 a, that's a worry right there. They need to chew on that one, son. <laughs> just oh, crazy. <laughs> what about you, Don? What you got, man? What am I thankful for, man? Oh, uh, I have to say this platform, bro. Um, man, a lot has been touched on, man. Just a lot of people have gotten to, to be in our lives. Oh, baby, have gotten to be in our life and to see how little Harrisburg, Kentucky, he is, man. Just man. being able to reach out and give our stories, our experiences, man. It's always loved to to kind of give back that way. So I'd have to say this platform. And I agree with that, too, man. Just to, I don't know, man, just for y'all listening, man, when I hear somebody hit me up and be like, hey, man, such and such was talking about the podcast, somebody I don't even know or anything like that, it was like, oh, they love y'all do this oh, and that. Yeah. That it's shit love, hits man. my heart so much. It's love. It, it makes it all worth it. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, we got so much shit going on in life. It's hard to sit down for an hour and a half, two hours just to sit down and talk and reflect, oh. but it's always worth it. And I'm glad you did say that, Don, because, man, it is always worth it. And like we said at the beginning um, of the season, when we first started, it was like we don't even care if one person listens exactly. to this and takes yeah. something away. <laughs> so when you hear it, it's like mission accomplished. I know at least mm-hmm. one person listened to this and felt some type of way about it, and it did something to them. Um, I just I love people that yeah. reach out like, hey, you know, we want to get on there and say something, man. I'm like, uh, it's amazing. Or like, think about this season, all the people that we've had on as guests. Uh, they might have been anxious, okay. nervous about it. What do they all say when they get off of here? Man, it was fun. Hey, no, it was back. fun. <laughs> it was great. 
Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, like I said, I really am glad you said it because it, I am thankful for that as well, too, man. It's, this platform has been amazing. I think, you know, as brothers, we've definitely all grown closer through it. Uh, learned a lot about each other. You know, we all grew up together, but we're still learning about each other every learning single day. One percent. It's just along the journey, man. I'm just growing. So just to like biggie pack off that again. It's kind of biggie pack off that again, man. Just uh, the platform itself, but bro, just been able to get on here to talk, man. You have you be down a day or something, get on here to talk with the brothers, man. Everything is just better. That's like last, but last week, man, you was like, man, you was just down. You yeah. don't know why. And when I was like, shit, I have those days too. Like those days where you can compare your lives together, man, mm-hmm. and make it seem like oh, this love. Yeah. And just even like this episode, yeah. everybody's just, we're talking about how we feel, like, you know, being vulnerable with each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. opening that's up. That's the key word right there. <laughs> yeah. That's why I vulnerable. like it. I mean, yeah. in the beginning, that's that was the whole thing. You know, y'all know me. I'm going to galvanize, you know, community mm-hmm. and do different mm-hmm. stuff whether it's a camp or you mm-hmm. know whatever the case may be i can get on here and you know not look at a script and just talk you know what i mean yeah. whatever but like donovan you, you know like this was, it was a shell and like now like you you know what i'm saying taking that around with it you know what i'm saying yeah. and you you know you doing your own thing with it like that was big i've always known you but you know what I'm saying now, like you're displayed, you know what I'm saying? And it's beautiful mm-hmm. to see people yeah. are coming like, dang, I didn't even know y'all was that close. Da, da, da. Like, yeah, that's my, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it was just like, it was a big thing. And then Dutch, you already know, you you know, you the head man. You just always need somebody to, come on, man. And you go, <laughs> yep. you know, you're going to do it. And it's like, nah, you, this is like, you really just knocked it out. But you no, know, a lot of people don't know or listen to this. Deuce has always been a multimedia guy. You know what I'm saying? I remember always. when you very first came to the house, Period. he had computers, he burning CDs, LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> Two computers so jumping. Yeah, okay. yeah, like, man, we it was so many different things. So, like, to see that, like, you, like, build on that, you know what I'm saying, has been, like, dope, you know what I'm saying? Because it's really a part of, like, who you are to the core. You just finally really, okay. like, taking it to that level, and it's dope, bro. And, you know, it's not going to stop through wigs. You're going to do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all got our own, like, mm-hmm. platforms. You know what I'm saying? It's just where we come back in and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, just we throw back in. You know what I'm yep. saying? We just, yeah. yeah, we yep. just throw it up. We, we throw up all this food we got in and go eat again. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, man, I just, um, I'm happy for everybody. And, you know, just look forward to where it's going to end up taking shape and where it's going to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Stay along for the ride, man. If y'all, if y'all go back and listen to our first episode and then come back to this, you're like, what? Wow, bro. <laughs> I remember our first episode, we was nervous <laughs> as hell. What do we say? You know, I, I'm sitting here thinking like, damn, man, are, are we really going to do this? Like, how right. long is it going to last? <laughs> is anybody going to listen? You know? Uh, but nah, man, it's uh, it's definitely been a good ride. It's been yes. amazing. See, it's dope to even say that we are wrapping up a season uh, because I mean, there's more to come, you know what I mean? It's hey. like we're gonna, you know, more work, sharpen, you know, sharpen ourselves, see what we need to do better for the next season, yeah. and come back yeah. bigger, better, and stronger, man. So, yeah. you, just, you just had your pit stop putting gas in, like, come on, man, said. that's it. Good, good vehicle, you hell, you might have your own, your own damn uh, YouTube channel next week. Hey, next, next year, come you on, might man. have your own uh, Dutchie. Dutch LaFleur Radio. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> this man's <Holla>. guy. <laughs>
But no, nah, man, uh, I definitely appreciate everybody being on. I know everybody got shit to do. So I love y'all, man. And I ain't just saying that, man. I, I love the hell out of each and every one of y'all, man. Yes, it's it's crazy what y'all each mm-hmm. do for me, man. I could, man, I, I could be doing something and wigs will hit me up randomly, hit me with some shit. And I'm like, damn, this man just brighten up my whole damn mood off some shit. I ain't talked to Wigs in a week or two. This man that called me laughing and shit about something ignorant that yes. <laughs> doesn't happen or something. <laughs> the shit just moved me. But man, no, I just, I love y'all to death, man. And I value, appreciate y'all always. Man, yeah, love man, you too, love bro. Y'all too. Love, yeah, y'all. love y'all love too. Y'all. And I just want to say, we think different. They call us the enlightened ones. <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> you know what it is though it's the light ones mm. podcast yeah. uh, Grand we'll, finale. Catch y'all. we'll catch y'all next season holla back, Jack. Holla, back. Holla, back. holla back 